when most Christians think about power, they think about the Holy Spirit. They think if we need power, then we need the Holy Spirit. And it is certainly true that the, power, the Holy Spirit has power, and He involves power, and power. I'm not denying that truth, but we've not recognized the power of the Word and the power that's invested in the Word of God. In fact, the, the, the real, the, the strongest manifestations of the power of the Spirit happen in connection to the Word. We've seen the Holy Spirit at times do things where maybe we have, people haven't understood the power of the Word, but we've never really stepped into the fullness of the potential of the power of the Spirit that moves in connection to the power of the Word. And this is, the, this is where we've got to get to. Uh, we've got to, we've got to. We can't get bored with the Word. We can't get tired of the Word. We can't get, feel the Word's dry or the Word's dull. We've got to deal, the enemy's tried to tell us all these things. We need to really stay, if God says His Word is powerful, we, we need to begin to, to, to grab this and begin to see it. And I want to see it. As I've been meditating on this, this is growing more and more on the inside of me. And there's things that I, I'm going to try to share this morning. Uh, some of it I'm just trusting it, it'll come out right as I teach it. because, um, And we'll just go to the Scriptures as we need to. But we're going to look at some things about the Word of God that I believe are going to really bring and stir revelation in your heart. And if I don't finish it all this week, we just keep going the next week. I'll stay on the Word, the, the, the topic of the Word of God as long as we need to. Because this is so important. The Word is, 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 is what's going to do this. We saw last week, we saw the, the Word has the power to become greater than. You remember that? The Word has the power to grow greater than. There's scriptures in Acts where it talks about the Word of God prevailed. Uh, and, and there's other scriptures, um, I haven't read them all. I think it's in Thessalonians where it talks about the Word is effectively working in you. Paul says that the Word is effectively working in you. But, but we're going to see some in a moment that talk about power, dunamis, in connection to the Word. Um, you see, the, the Holy Spirit, the virgin birth, people think of the virgin birth as, a, as something the Holy Spirit did, but the virgin birth was spoken out in the, by the Word of God before it ever happened. And therefore, the Holy Spirit was manifesting in Mary's body to fulfill the Word. The bringing them out of Egypt. People think about the, the Spirit moving through Moses, but that was spoken out by the Word of God all the way back in the time of Abraham. Bringing them into the land was, was, was the Holy Spirit fulfilling the Word. Uh, and I could go through others as well. Even in Genesis, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord hovering on the waters, the Word was spoken and then the Spirit brought that to pass. These two work together, and we need to recognize the power of the Word in these things. Now, one of, one of the reasons people struggle, has anyone got, a, got an actual physical Bible here? I know we're going into digital Bibles these days. But one of the reasons people struggle to really grasp the power of the Word is because, let me get another one as well, because People look at this and just think, it's, it's a book. This is a printed page. 
And, 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 and we almost have to try to convince ourselves. Well, God says there's power in these words, so there must be power in these words, but I can see how there's power in these words. I mean, this is just, put, this came off a printing press. You know, my magazine came off a printing press. My, my works of Shakespeare came off a printing press. The Bible came off a printing press. How come there's power? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? We view the natural book. And, and in our minds, because we've been taught this is the Word of God, the Bible is the Word of God, people don't always grasp. And, and when, when you get things like Jesus said, it is written, and we, you know, it is written, we kind of think he's quoting the, 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 the written, the, the natural book and the printed page. Well, in those days, it would have been the scrolls and the manuscripts. And, and in our minds, somehow we really fail to grasp how Words on a printed page in the natural world can have power in them. Is it just me? Or do you, do you see what I'm saying? I remember years ago, I used to try and meditate on the power and the word of God. And I, used to, I felt like I was always, always trying to talk myself into the fact that there's power on those printed pages. There's healing power. And, and the Bible says there's healing in my, he sent his word and healed them. My words will heal you. My, there's life in my words. I used to try, try to almost, when I was meditating, I'm talking years ago, almost trying to talk myself into the fact that there's power, convince myself that there's healing in those words. Because my mind just couldn't really identify in a natural book how there's really power in there. And I said, well, there's got to be power in there because God says there is, but is it just me? This is why people don't identify power with the Word of God. But you need to realize something. The Word of God is more than printed words on a page in the natural realm. Do you know the Word of God comes in different forms? Jesus was the Word made flesh. The Bible is the Word of God printed in the natural world. There's the spoken word where it comes out of his mouth. Now, a lot of people can identify how the words coming out of God's mouth can have power, but then they kind of disconnect from how can the words and the printed page have power. But we need to realize there's power in all of it, no matter what form the word is in. But I'm going to, I'm going to add something on top of this. You know, when you look in Revelation you'll see the, the revelation talks about the scrolls in heaven that are where the seals are broken. Ever read that? And the, who, who's worthy to open the scrolls? Now, you'll find in Jeremiah, I think it's Jeremiah and I think Ezekiel, if I remember, also talks about scrolls. I might have the Old Testament references wrong, but in the Old Testament, there's at least one or two references to scrolls. And I think one of them, I think is Jeremiah, might be wrong in the prophet, where where he's, he's in the throne room of God and a scroll is handed to him and he's told, eat the scroll. And then it says, basically, now my word is in your mouth. And people say, what's the scroll? I'm going to tell you what the scroll is. Or is there only one scroll in heaven? I don't know how many scrolls there are in heaven, but I'm going to tell you this. The scrolls are the word of God recorded in eternity. Now, go to, go, to, go, to, go to a couple of verses with me. Go to Psalm 119. I'm going to take this out as, I'm just going to go with this as we need to today. But because I want this to get into your heart. I want you to see something. The Word of God is not only written, 
in the natural world, it is written in the throne of God. And when, I, you know, I've come, as I've meditated on this, I've come to the realization when Jesus said, it is written, he's not just in his mind thinking it's written in a natural book on the natural world. See, the Bible is the natural record in the natural world we have of the words that are written in the throne of God. And now, now you can begin to identify power in those words a bit easier, can't you? Now you're not trying to convince yourself there's power in a printed page. These are the record we have in the natural world of the words that are already spoken and recorded in eternity. And when I declare it is written, I'm not just trying to convince myself it's written in a natural book. Now, please don't, please don't, please don't realize I'm not using that phrase disrespectfully when I keep saying natural book, but, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm just trying to teach you something here. I have utmost respect for the, the Bible, the natural printed book as the word of God. I, you know, a lot of people try to take away from the power of that. I don't. I have utmost respect for the printed book we have in the natural world, the Bible. But I'm trying to help you see something here. So do you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, when I say the natural book, I'm not trying to, it, the, the power is in those words, even in the natural realm. But the reason we struggle to see it is we, that's all we see it as is words on a natural page. And, and, and a lot of times when we teach people to have faith, a lot of times people are trying to learn, they're having faith in the truth of the word. So they're trying to convince themselves those words are true. God says, by stripes you're healed. They're trying to convince themselves, their faith is trying to believe a truth. But there's a little bit more to it that we haven't realized yet. Your faith isn't just to be in the truth of those words. Your faith is also to be in the power of those words to bring themselves to pass. Faith, I'm not just trying to believe a philosophy or an idea where God says, by your stripes you're healed. I also, to, uh, my faith is in the fact that I believe in the power of the word of God to fulfill itself and to change things into this power in the word. The word is truth, but it's also power. Okay? This is something we haven't seen as much as we should have done. The power of the Word of God is the fact that the Word of God is recorded in eternity. I can give you some scriptures for this. Let's look at this first one. Psalm 119, verse 89. I'm going to go slower on this than I planned to, so we might not get to my whole message today. But again, we'll just spend as long as we have to on this. I've got quite a lot for today, and if we don't get to it all, we just pick it up next week. <coughs> so, Everyone there, Psalm 119 verse 89 forever O lord your word is settled where where's it settled it's settled in heaven what's settled in heaven the word your word god's word do you see do you see that, that verse is 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 emphasizing heaven's side of the word. The word of God is settled in heaven. 
For how long? Forever. Now, let me give you another scripture. You don't have to turn to all of these. John chapter 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word. When, when was the Word? In the beginning. Now, someone says, yes, but that's talking about Jesus. No, it's talking about the Word. Now, the Word was made flesh, but the Word was in the beginning. Did the Word just come into being when God inspired it to the authors in the natural world? Or was the word already so in the beginning? Was the word already so before there was even a natural world? So the word is already settled, established in heaven before there even was a natural world. Which part of the word? All of it. Now, this, is, this is something I want you to see, and I'm going I'm to dig into this a little bit. I want you to realize, when I, this is why I asked the question, which part of the word was settled in heaven? Someone, someone thinks, oh, just the bits of the word that had happened. Okay, in fact, go, go to this one, Isaiah 46. Go to this one in Isaiah 46. Open your heart. Just capture something out of this today. This is going to help. This is going to really. If you get this, this will this this will this this will be a very powerful revelation of, in your life. When I said which part of the word was spoken out, which part of the word was settled in heaven, which part of the word was in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. You know what I believe. Let me try to describe it to you. And I'm going to give you some scriptures on this. But let me just jump into this right now. I believe God spoke out His word. Before eternity, before time began, I'm seeing. I believe it's. I believe there's enough in Scripture for me to believe that and to believe it's scriptural. I believe God spoke out His word. Now, that word that He spoke out was recorded into scrolls in heaven. People say there's scrolls in heaven. Yes, you see, the spirit world's not some kind of weird space dust, space dust world. Yeah. So you can have scrolls in heaven. And the word of God was spoken. Do you know that some of those scrolls, God spoke them out, and then they were sealed. And they were put aside. Some of the things Paul spoke out when he talked about the mystery that has been revealed, do you realize that mystery of the gospel was recorded before Jesus ever came to this earth? And it was sealed up. Why? Because God had spoken out the gospel. And he had spoken out your salvation. Out of his mouth, it's his word. This, this is where the lights start to go on, and they suddenly begin to realize the power of this. And when I say he spoke out your salvation, I don't just mean he spoke out the fact that you're going to go to heaven. I meant he spoke out before time began. By his stripes you were healed. He spoke out before time began. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Those books are not, those words are not just the words of the apostle Paul that he put on. This is where people think are wrong. 
People, we, see, we, there's people that they think wrong about this. They try, well, that's just Paul's idea on the matter. No, it was revealed to Paul what was already written in eternity. These are eternal truths that are forever settled in heaven. It is settled and established in eternity itself that I am healed. And the, God spoke that out, the same power of his word that said, let there be light, spoke out those truths of who you are in Christ. They were recorded, and some of them were sealed until the time when they were ready to be revealed. They were sealed until they had to be revealed. There we go, I'm a poet. The mystery kept hidden, and then that mystery was revealed at times to people like the Apostle Paul. The mystery was revealed, but the truth and the power of the Word of God is because it is eternal and it stands in eternity. Oh, there's just someone getting something out the cupboard there. Sorry. So God's Word stands. It is spoken and it is written. Now I'm not just trying to believe there's powerful words in a natural book. Now, the natural book is the, I have utmost respect for the Bible, but it is the natural record we have of the word that's already recorded and spoken in heaven. When I say it is written, I mean it is written before the throne room of God, and it is settled, and heaven will never back off this truth. And when God spoke it out, and it was written, that contained his power to bring it to pass. Every word of God contains power. He spoke out my salvation. He spoke out the realities of the gospel. He spoke them out of his mouth with the same creative power that created the universe. And he released his word out of his mouth before there ever was a, a, even humanity and even being created. Why did God do that? Because he's, look, look at Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46. Let me find the verse here. It's supposed to be Isaiah 46. Have I got it wrong? Uh, no, I've got it. <clears throat> verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Look at this. Declaring, what's, what, is, what is declaring? If you declare something, you're speaking it, aren't you? This is, this is his word. Declaring the end from the beginning. When did he speak it out? People say, well, that's just about my circumstances. You know, you, you're not really seeing the power of this. When did God speak out the gospel? When was Jesus the lamb slain before the foundation of the world? When, when were these things recorded? When, the, when, when were they settled in heaven as unshakable, unchangeable fact? And his power was invested in every word that he spoke. Now, my faith is not just in trying to convince myself to the power of printed words. My faith is in the Word of God, which is written. 
and he's given me a record of what is written in eternity, and I believe those words have power in them. Now, do you see what I'm saying? He declaring the end from the beginning. He spoke it out. He spoke out the whole plan long before it ever happened. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. When did he speak it out? In ancient times. He has already, this is why, this, people really do not understand God. It's why these ideas, oh yes, son, I know the Bible says by whose stripes you were healed, but maybe God's changed his mind. That's, that, is, that is such a natural view of the Bible. That's why people say, well, healing doesn't happen anymore. Because we have no concept about the eternity and eternal nature of the word. It is settled when God speaks it. Once God says it, that's it. There's no going back. It's settled. He speaks it out in eternity. And he spoke it before time began. He laid out the truths and the principles. He declared, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's not just the writings of Paul. That is, God has spoken that out. He has spoken out, I have a family that overcomes the world and there's nothing that can stop that. It is recorded. It is, nothing can change it. Keep going. From ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Well, what's his counsel? That's his word. In the beginning was the word. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It is established truth and fact. I'm healed. Those stripes of Jesus have healed me. God's never going to change that because it's settled in heaven. When I agree with, when I align myself to the word... And I, and I say, yes, God, it is true before, because God says it's true. You know what? I open my life up to the power of that word coming to pass. Now, let's keep reading. I want to show you something. Verse 11, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who exercised my counsel from a far country. I won't make any comments on that right now, but I want you to see the next phrase. Indeed, I have spoken it... I will also bring it to pass. Oh, you didn't get as excited about that as you should have done. Who's talking here? God. I have spoken it, but, you know, you guys need to, to, to bring it to pass. You need to bring it to pass by confessing it 150,000 times. And, and in your effort, you will bring it to pass. Who brings it to pass? I have spoken it. I will bring it to pass. God takes responsibility for his word. When you, you see, your faith is not about me trying to make the word come to pass. My faith is me opening my life up for God to bring his, his word to pass in me. His word brings itself to pass. His word contains the power to do it. 
I'm not, I don't have to try and make it work. I have enough confidence in the, the, the word will bring itself to pass. If we can grasp the power of it, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. Put the responsibility on him. Now, see, people say, but that means I don't need to confess the word. No, no. We, if God says, put the word in your heart and your mouth, we need to. Because God has created us in such a way that we are sovereign beings that, that we open our lives up to the word coming to pass. Every other aspect of creation didn't have that choice. Light didn't have the choice to be subject to the word of God. He gave, we are the only beings ever created that he gave the choice to be subject to his word. And, but he also gave us access to the power of the word working in our lives. Now the word will bring itself to pass. God will bring the word to pass. But he just says, you align with it, agree with it, and put it in your mouth. And that gives it access to do it. But the word, he will bring it to pass. And he will do it. The word itself contains the power to fulfill itself. Do you know that every detail of the plan was spoken out? In fact, look at, look, let's look at this. Acts chapter 2. I'm going to dwell on this a little bit more. Acts chapter 2. <coughs> when you begin to recognize this is how God operates, you start tapping into something that, that, as a church, we've not, I don't just mean this church, I mean the body of Christ, we've not really recognized the power, how this works. God operates by his word. It is the primary way he functions. What he wants to raise up is a people who also operate by the power of his word. Been trying to do that ever since Adam and Eve. They couldn't follow one instruction. And it wasn't about law or legalism, you must. He wanted the power of his word working in their lives. God created. When God said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Do you realize that is an eternal principle that was settled in heaven? That didn't just apply in Deuteronomy when God spoke it. He is revealing what has already been spoken. That applied since the day man was created. Man shall not live by bread alone. We were created to live by the power of the word of God. It was to function in our lives. Acts chapter 2. I'm going to get through a lot less of this today than I planned to, so, so we'll have to pick up on it next week. But that's okay. But I want you, if you get nothing else out of this, I want you to grasp this. You see, do you realize, do you know that people, people have tried to destroy the Bible, haven't they? I mean, I'm not going to go into the details of this, but, you know, there's been people who've tried to destroy every copy of Scripture. And, 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 and the fact, I don't believe anyone ever will be able to destroy every copy of the Scripture. But you hear some, all kinds of things said about Scriptures and Bible. I, you know, people say, oh, the Bible's been changed. And all kinds of things are said. I want to tell you something. You need to realize this. The Word of God cannot be changed by man. Because the Word of God is beyond the pages of the book that we have in the natural world. 
That is the natural revelation we have it. That is the Word of God revealed in the natural. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you realize even if every copy of the Bible was destroyed, now that's never going to happen, but even if every copy of the Bible was destroyed in the natural world, you would not have destroyed the Word of God because the Word is eternal recorded in heaven. Just because some human being changes some scriptures does not negate the power of the Word of God. Because someone fiddles with the grammar, fiddles with the words, or releases their own version and, and tries to change words in the Bible does not change the power of the Word of God. The power of the Word of God is beyond just those words rec recorded in the natural page. It's eternal. No human being has access enough to change the Word of God. It has been spoken out before eternity began, before time began. The gospel was spoken out. My salvation was spoken out. And he has revealed and given us in written form in the natural world his word. Am I expressing in this a way that's making sense? The Bible is the word of God, but also Jesus is the word of God. The word of God comes in different forms. Even if you destroyed every copy of Scripture, you won't have gotten rid of the Word of God. God's Word is so powerful, it holds together the very fiber of the universe. He's revealed in the written Word things that He spoke out before eternity. He, in the, like I said, he revealed to, like for example, to the Apostle Paul, he revealed the mystery which had already been spoken out and written in the scrolls of eternity. God opened up to Paul as, as that part of the mystery, and Paul recorded it in, the, in, a, in, in natural writings. It didn't become the Word of God when Paul wrote it. It already was the Word spoken out in eternity. It contained... See, this is why people think, well, how, did, how does Paul's words contain power? Because that is a written version of what God already spoke out. And because God spoke it out, when he then inspired Paul to write it, it still contained his power. You take what is written and you say, you say it is written in the natural book of the Bible, but it is also written in the throne of God by his stripes. I was healed. That is forever settled in heaven and earth. And as God spoke it out, his power went with it to bring it to pass. The power is contained in those words to make it happen in your life. And it's settled. Nothing can ever change it. He said, I have spoken it, and I will bring it to pass. Where did I say go to? Go to? Acts chapter 2. Now, this is Peter's first message on the day of Pentecost. And he quotes David. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 25. For David says concerning him. Now, he's about to tell you. I don't, I don't have the reference, but is this in the Psalms or something? Is someone, where did this come from? Something that David had spoken out in the Psalms. Now, this, isn't this interesting? You get this. Get this. People think the Bible loses power because it gets passed down and, and passed through translation and things like this. Get this. Get this. Who spoke these words first, what David's about to write? Let's read what, he, what David says. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he it is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. For, now let me read this, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Now let me ask you a question. Who spoke those words first? Do you realize David is quoting something that, that actually I believe Jesus said. When did Jesus say it? Sorry? Before the foundation of the world. Catch this. Jesus spoke it. David quotes it in the Psalms. Peter quotes it on the day of Acts. And Luke writes it. Capture this. Has it lost any power just because it's gone through four people? <coughs> Jesus spoke it. David recorded it in Psalms. Peter, <laughs> Peter spoke it out on the day of Pentecost. He quoted David, and then Luke wrote down what Peter spoke out. Do you see what I'm saying? It's gone through how many human beings? And yet, it still contains the same power. Did it lose any power just because it got quoted by the next person, by the next person? The word does not lose its power just because it gets passed down and translated and the next person quotes what the previous person said. As long as it's the word of God at the start. It doesn't lose power. But what did, what did he speak out? What did Jesus speak out before time began? It says it there. You will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Hades is what? I don't want to go into the deep doctrines of this. What's Jesus speaking out here? Not only his death, he's speaking out his resurrection. You will not leave. My soul there. What does that mean? I'm coming out. You'll not let me see corruption. Now, Peter is quoting this on A in Acts while he's declaring to them the resurrection of Jesus. God, this is how God operates. God, Jesus, spoke out his resurrection before he ever died. This is how God operates. He releases his word. He declares it. 
He speaks it out. Before time began, Jesus spoke out his resurrection. Now, why is he speaking it out? Is he just speaking it out to, 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 to show us the plan? Or is he speaking it out because his word contains power? There's no way Jesus was going to die without first releasing the power of his word to say, I'm going to be raised from the dead. What raised him from the dead? Someone says the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. Now we go back to our original discussion. The Holy Spirit is fulfilling the power of the word. Jesus had spoken out his resurrection. Every aspect of his life on this earth, he spoke out. This is how God operates. And he's trying to teach you to operate the same way. Do you realize the devil saw God operating like this? Before, when he was Lucifer, you know the angels watched God create the, create the universe. God operates by the power of his word and the power of his word to come to pass. That's why I said we're privileged beings. God's given us. We're the only beings that God has ever give, given the sovereign right to use his word in our lives. Powerful. God, before that, God's the only one who had the right to actually use it. Angels may have been messengers to deliver it. They didn't have the right to use it. But for eternity past, the angels watched God create the universe. When God said, let there be light. Do you know the angels watched that happen? I think it's in Psalms somewhere, Psalm 145 or something. They watched him create you got beings like Lucifer who saw God functioning everything by his word. Hebrews said he upholds all things by the word of his power. Some translations just say the power of his word. It's the way God functions. Everything he operates in is by the power of his word. And Lucifer watched God ruling and functioning and releasing the power of his word, speaking things, and everything God spoke came to pass. So you know what Lucifer decided? I'm going to try that. And what did he do? He spoke out. I will exalt my throne above his throne. He's not just having an idea. You know what he's doing? He's trying to do what God's doing. Lucifer is trying to speak out the power of his words and his own destiny. But he is lifting up his word against God's word. That's where he made the big mistake. And the Bible says, you'll be fallen, you'll come down. See, God's word is so powerful, it is unchallengeable. It, the Lucifer never realized that. If you'll align your words with God's word, the power of God's word will work in you. But when you try to speak against God's word, everything just goes wrong. But Lucifer tried to speak out his own destiny just like God did. Lucifer thought he could use his words to beat God. And he, he, he thought his words could carry that same creative power. And he found out his words didn't have the authority to. Besides that, his words simply couldn't beat the words of God. All the way in Revelation, how does Jesus fight his battles? The Bible says, out of his mouth comes a sword. It's how God functions. 
And we are the beings he's trying to teach us to function that way. He says, put my word in your mouth and the power of that word will be released. So he spoke out his resurrection. He declared it. He spoke it out. He spoke out my salvation. Let's go, let's go to one more verse and we'll probably finish here in a moment. But this is so powerful. It's a lot less than I wanted to get through today. But this is, this is something to meditate on. I want to just camp on this for a bit and it'll open up before you. When I say it is written in the word of God, by his stripes I was healed, I'm not just trying to quote naturally printed words. Now, do you understand in saying that I'm not taking away from my, my respect for the written word of God in the natural realm, but I'm trying to think, get you to think beyond that. God's word was eternal before that. Before it was ever revealed, the word is so. So when I say it is written, I'm speaking, it's written in the throne room. And nothing will change that. Now, go to, go to Romans 1.16. God's word contains eternal power. And that is why he is endeavoring to raise up a generation that'll capture the power of his word and recognize when he says, put my word in your mouth, put it in your heart. I'm not just speaking scriptures because I'm trying to convince my head. I'm speaking those scriptures because I believe they contain power to come to pass. Not just power in the natural pages of a natural book, but power, the, the power of the throne room of heaven that written in eternity. When I speak out, by his stripes, I was healed. This is how you meditate on the word. You mean to say, Father, I thank you that in your word you have declared. In fact, let's, start, let's go back to it. Father, I thank you that your word is eternal. And it is written, not just in a natural book, but it is written in the throne room of God. And it is forever settled. And Lord, you spoke out and when you spoke out your power was released in those words you declared the settled established fact that by his stripes i was healed i'm talking showing you you meditate like this you say father i thank you that those words contain power lord i believe those words but this is more than just me trying to convince myself i believe them i believe those are the very words of god they contain the creative power of God. I'm showing you. You do this, yeah? This is how you learn to meditate. Father, I thank you that your word, those words by whose stripes you were healed are settled in eternity. Nothing can ever change them. They are true. It doesn't matter what it looks like in my body. They are true in eternity. But you have also said in Isaiah, that I will speak it and I will carry it out. You have declared it. So Lord, I thank you that you are, you are the one bringing to pass those words in my mouth. I speak them out, but I thank you. You are bringing them to pass. My confidence is not in my ability to make it happen. My confidence is in your power to fulfill your word. But by speaking it out, I'm aligning myself with you. 
And I thank you that by his stripes I was healed. That's true in my life because God said it's true. And that power is now working. The power of the word is working for me. You do that and you stir yourself up like that. My word, this begins to build on the inside of you. I'm read, I'm read, in fact, I'm going to read you two more scriptures. Is that right? I need to give you two. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, what's the gospel? Sorry? The gospel is the good news? Now, because, because I, I don't want to look through too many scriptures, otherwise we'll... In fact, I'll quote these to you so you don't have to turn them to them. But 1 Corinthians... Oh, my notes just jumped all the way back to page 1 just as I was about to quote it. And it's like on page 49. Hold on. 1 Corinthians 1, just 